from the New York City area, welcome to the Badass Counseling Show, where the master badass himself, Sven Erlinson, takes you deep and gives balm for the soul, baby. Here we are with your balm, fine humans. Yes, we are here to balm your fucking soul, and it's great that you are here, and it feels good to be here. No matter where you're checking in from, be it Dublin or, well, Dublin, California. I was thinking Dublin, Ireland, and then Dublin, and all other Dublins in the world. I'll bet there's a Dublin, Indiana. You're doubling down on this. You should stop now. All right. So be it. So be it. It's just great to have you here, and and I am excited to be here. Uh, as a special little treat today, interesting stories, and we're going to tear into that in just a second, but I am joined in studio today uh, by Rob the Rocket. Rob, how are you? I'm great, Sven. How are you? You doing all right? And But I'm also joined in studio by, not up in the booth, KC. KC, what's the good word? No good words, Sven, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm not sure what it means either. Well, it's uh, it's always a pleasure to have you here um, because when you do weigh in, uh, I Rob and I are always uh, grateful because you always have unique insights. So thank you for joining us in studio. Thank you for having me. Lovely. Rob, tell us about Bert. All right, Sven. Bert said, I am a 28-year-old male who was in a relationship with the love of my life. We were nearly engaged who fucked it all up by having no emotional maturity or intelligence and losing her has absolutely broken me. She's never coming back, but I'm committed now to the self-development and counseling needed so I never, ever hurt someone I care about like her again. You often have people on the show in her position, the one who has had a shitty partner. The perspective of the shitty partner would be interesting for the show, and I'd love to discuss it. I know it won't be easy, and I'm ready. Bert, the man, great to have you on the show. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. All right. Um, I, I need one thing clarified. Uh, I'm sure it's clear to most of our listeners, but I just need it clarified for me because I'm a little slow. I'm a 28-year-old male who was in a relationship with the love of my life who fucked it all up by having no emotional maturity. The love of your life fucked it all up by having no emotional maturity, or you did? I did. Okay, I thought that was it, but um, just wanted to make sure. Okay, uh, fucked it all up by having no emotional maturity or intelligence. Uh, in one sentence or less, what the fuck did you do that fucked it all up? I was basically just two years, in one sentence, is two years of manipulation, basically, or emotional abuse. You manipulated her and emotionally abused her. Uh, how did you manipulate her? Everything that the textbook says you shouldn't do is essentially what I did. I What's the worst thing that you did to her? Uh, invalidated her feelings. Every time she was upset about something, I made her feel crazy uh, for feeling the way she did. I told her she was over-emotional uh, over and too sensitive and shouldn't be upset about these things. Uh, I, shut, I shut down when things would get... We'd get into arguments. I just would shut down and not participate. I never took blame. I... Yeah. All and do you things. log those things under manipulation or do you log those under emotional abuse? Or both? It uh, depends both, yeah. Okay, fair depends enough. Depends on situation. And fair enough. One, but yeah. Single worst thing you ever did to her? I would say the single worst thing I ever did to her 
was that about a year into our relationship, I was second guessing things, uh, and we can kind of get it's a it's a candy wrapper that once you start opening it, there's you thought be a she lot was cheating on you. No, so I was having doubts about our relationship. Ah, okay. And somebody from my past reached out, and I was considering ending the relationship. Somebody from my past reached out to me. Um, I had sent some messages back and forth with her that I should not have um, said some things I shouldn't have said, especially while I was in a relationship. And the girl I was with at the time uh, found out and that was the worst thing I did. Okay. Um, So you had at least somewhat uh, and a little bit of an emotional affair, but said some things you might not have said. So was it just emotional affair or did you guys like sext and stuff or send uh, dick pics or what's the, what really was the thing you shouldn't have said? It was just emotional. I honestly don't remember the exact conversation, but I was having like, what is the worst thing that you recall saying to this other person that you know, you shouldn't have said, what really was it? It was like an emotional conversation. I don't like we. I don't think I said anything like bad per se. Like it was just I was having. I was starting kind of a, like uh, an emotional connection with somebody else while I was with somebody else, and I shouldn't uh, shouldn't have been doing. That. Oh, oh, because you. I just heard where you said I. I said some things I probably shouldn't have said. So what really are we talking about here? Did you tell her you love her? No. Tell her you miss her. Because you knew uh, her before, yeah, probably. Mister, yeah. uh, did you tell we, we her? We weren't together before. We we had like gone but on like one day. We had been friends, and yeah. Sure. yeah. And so if you were to take a guess at what you might have said that was the worst thing you ever said, what was the one thing, worst thing that your your girlfriend hated the most? Or it was just like a fucking dagger to her heart. Obviously, all of it was. But what was really the whopper for your girlfriend? Uh, that I had plans to see her. Plans to see her. All right. So you were cheating behind your girlfriend's back. All right. Plans to see her. Uh, just out of curiosity, and I know it sort of goes without saying, but uh, if your girlfriend had been doing these things to you behind your back, you would have felt how? She didn't. Horrible. Okay. Uh, Mad at her too, presumably? Yeah. Mad, betrayed. Okay. And uh, so how did she find out about this stuff? Just curious. Uh, So I raced motocross and we were at a race and I had a big RV race trailer, everything. Uh, I got ready for the race and the girl that I was talking to behind her back also used to race. That's how I knew her from back in the day. So we were talking about the race and I put my phone in my toolbox and hugged, kissed my girlfriend, told her I loved her, went down to go to race. And usually she would walk right behind me and help me get started for the race. And uh, before she walked down this time, she grabbed my phone and went through my phone and saw the messages. Uh, was that a, it was that action out of character for her, not in that moment before a race, but checking your phone, was that something she did uh, frequently ever, or was this a first? It was not a first. I, I don't remember how many times. I wouldn't say it was like a super common thing, but it wasn't also the first time. That's Had sure. it uh, been there the entire duration of the relationship, or did it start at some point? No, 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 no. We were together for a year, and then this had just started happening like maybe two or three two weeks or so before she found it. And just out of curiosity, uh, when did you start, how long before the the toolbox incident, how long before that had you started communicating with this other woman? About two weeks. Anybody else seeing the linkage here? Your girlfriend, two weeks ago, starts fucking wanting to see your phone. And sorry, it, sorry. Let me let me clarify. She she had been looking through my phone multiple times throughout the year, 
but I had started talking to this other girl about two weeks ago. Okay, and just out of curiosity, so you had been with your girlfriend, total duration that the two of you together was, the two of you were together was how long? Little over two years. Two years, so halfway in, she starts checking your phone. Why then? Why not one month in? Why not one month before it ended? Why one year? Well, she started probably around like three months and six months. So she started previously, but I had started talking to her, the other girl, two weeks before she checked it this time. So every time she had checked before- Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm aware that you had, before the toolbox, you had started talking to this other young woman for two weeks. I'm aware of that. What I'm asking is, when did your girlfriend start checking the phone? Probably like two or three months after we started dating. Two or three months after we started dating. Okay, I thought you said it was one year in. I misunderstood. Two or three months, and I'm curious, why two or three months in? Why not a year and a quarter in? Why then? Why did she start checking two or three months in, if you were to speculate? Or did she tell you? She had, uh, she didn't tell me, uh, but I think, well, I think she she had issues like this in the past. So the boyfriend before me, um, had actually cheated, like physically. Well, I'm not right. saying I didn't actually cheat, but she, he physically cheated, I should okay. say. Um, so that's- All right, so the, what, in, what initiated it, what started it then was her fears uh, based on past actions. Okay, uh, of previous lovers. And so then in this whole experience with your girlfriend, what's the single most painful part? For her or for me? For you. When it ended. But what specifically about it ending was so painful? that everything we planned on uh, is not going to happen. And I think I've done a lot of self-reflection. It's been two months to the day since it ended. Um, And I think what's really effed me up the most is like, I call it permanent words that she used. Like she used so many permanent words. We had so many plans. uh, And then just one day we're done and we never talk again. And And give me an example of a permanent word. uh, Like... So we're both really into self-development mm-hmm. and, and, and things like that. So we, we read a couple books, like we read, we would read together all the time and we just, we read relationship stuff and we just, we basically from a year, like we decided. Permanent word, give me we a permanent word. You said divorce she, is not an option. Okay. Divorce we, is not an option. What other permanent words did she use? We always acted like we were married. Um, I have a son. She has kids. So she was on my son's school paperwork, would do pickup, like all that. Like, but what were the actual together. words? Divorce is not an option is a word. What are other words? Acting like you're married technically isn't words. So what were no. words? Uh, marriage. Like marriage. Start a family. Start a family. Okay. And presumably you both use those words, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. okay. And so what you're... Uh, and so you got uh, the most painful part is that everything's not going to happen. And tell me, did I hear you correctly? Did I get the right vibe? I sort of heard you con- conveying the vibe that, you know, um, I don't understand. It's like she used all these permanent words and then it's all of a sudden it's done. How can it just be done when you use these permanent words? Did I hear you correctly on that? Sort yes. of like bewildered, like, wait a minute, you said we were permanent, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised because like I said, I was, I was not the best to her. So I'm not surprised, but I just thought we would, we had always said we would always work through things. Like no matter what, we would always work through it. So I kind of was surprised that she gave up, I guess is, is. Right. Um, and, and so I, I'm betting she was surprised that you used permanent words and then you went and fucking cheated on her. Correct. And it's just interesting that you're sort of surprised or just sort of like, I, I, I sense surprise. I didn't hear pissed off initially, maybe a little bit pissed off, but I heard just like, how can you do this? You use the permanent words. 
Yeah. Well, so here's partially why. Go ahead. So we were together, like I said, for a year. And then at the year mark is almost exactly when that happened. Um, it was Rocky. Wait, wait, when what happened? When I started speaking to the other woman. Wait, I thought you guys were together for two years. Yes, total. So we didn't split when that happened. So that's, that's what I was going to say. Okay. So that's why I get a little bit more surprised. So we were together for a year. I was starting to question things. Got it. Got um, it. Got it. That's when I started speaking to the other woman. She found out. Um, and so then you were together that. after that and you're pissed. Wait, yes. you stayed all those times. Why did you leave? And you had to use your word quit. Yeah. So we stayed together for a year after that. Um, and then about nine, uh, say like eight months after that incident with the other woman, uh, we broke up again. Uh, because of me. And uh, then we worked it out, got back together. And then this is where it really became difficult because that first year was rocky. It was, I was questioning things, et cetera. But then the last four months when we were together, it was the best of our entire relationship. Like she was super happy. I was super happy. It was the best times we ever had. We worked through so many things. Uh, everything seemed good. And then just like one day, she was just kind of like, hey, I'm never going to get over with what you did with that other woman. So there's no point in continuing this relationship. Uh -huh. And we were literally supposed to be moving in two days. Our entire house was packed up in boxes. We were supposed to be moving in two days. And then I just, yeah, it was done. Yeah, that's devastating. Um, and uh, yeah, so basically the underlying hope on your part or the belief on your part, because she had used these permanent words, the underlying belief was that fundamentally, yes, I cheated, but I should still be able to cheat and have you stay. That was the fundamental belief is that, hey, we worked through it. You used the permanent words. I'm shocked you're leaving. Yeah, I cheated, but you said you'd work through everything. Yeah. Let me ask you if while you were together, she was over, you know, fucking this guy from high school, let's just say. Um, would you have likely stayed and worked things out? No. I'm sorry, what? No. Wait a minute, but you expected her to. If it was physical, there was no chance. Oh, if it was oh, emotional. Oh, 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 so now we're parsing out different types of cheating. And for you personally, fucking is worse than intent to meet and planning to meet someone. It's just categorically worse. That you would stay with her if she had just made plans to go see Derek, whom she had been in high school with, and you knew she had had a little crush on in high school, let's say. I'm not saying you did with this girl. I'm just saying she did with Derek. Derek was hot. Come on. And, uh, you know, he was like this poet guy. He was all like spooky and shit. And so you knew she had a vibe for him, and she was making plans to see him. You could work through that, and you could fully trust her again. Yes. And the reason I say that so confidently is because I don't remember exactly when it wasn't too, too long after she had a friend that she worked with that was a male about our age. Um, and she texted him all the time and had a really good relationship with him and always said that it was just because they worked together. And so we had a like a little like get together at her house with some coworkers and he was there and, and some of her friends and she got drunk and I don't drink. So I was very sober and she got drunk and had some inappropriate conversations with him, like right in front of me. Mm -hmm. um, I told her that I felt it was the same as what I did. Uh -huh. And we kind of butted heads that it wasn't. Uh -huh. um, and she it, says it wasn't because fundamentally what, what was worse about what you did? I don't know. Well, you butted I heads. Really so what did she say? I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand. Here's she the bottom line. Said it Here's the, the bottom line. If a woman, and 
the, the problem with cheating is that different people have different definitions of cheating. I was seeing a woman once whose husband had, until uh, I found out she was married, then we weren't seeing each other anymore. But um, she, when she told me this, that basically my husband cheated on me by uh, basically spending all of our money and I made more money than him. And she lost it. He lost it because you know she, he was trying to make more money and he spent half it. Then after he lost that, he spent the other half and he spent, I felt cheated on worse than if he had slept with another woman. Now that was her. Some women, would, some women would say, no, that's fucking crazy. Some guys would be like, no. And some people would be, you know what? And for me personally, if somebody sexually cheated on me, that to me isn't nearly as bad as if they had opened their heart and emotionally cheated on me. Some people are like, well, that's fucking stupid. The worst is if they physically cheat. So everybody's different. And what's sure. interesting about your situation is for me personally, and everybody's different, everybody's different, okay? The fact that you intended to cheat is all that matters. I don't really fucking care. If you emotionally cheated, I don't care if you slept with them, it's done. It's done. You violated the contract of the relationship. You know, it's like, dude, you know, we're in a relationship. Don't tell me you want to get married. Don't tell me divorce is not an option. Don't tell me all this bullshit and then make plans to go see someone else. Where were you hoping that would go? And I have every reason to believe if you're stepping out on me to go be with someone, I have every reason to believe you either want a relationship with that person or you want to have sex with them. I have every reason to believe that. Otherwise, why would you be doing it? So the intent is there. Done. It's done. So the harm is already done. Even if you didn't consummate that, you know, affair, for some people, it's like the damage is done. But for you, it's like, no, it's worse if she actually has sex and you can't understand her position because it's not your position. And I'm just saying everybody's fucking different. But, but the original thing is, um, I guess what I'm just wondering is you said around a year, I was starting to question things. What above all else were you starting to question? So I do see her point and I do completely agree with her. What's kind of fucked me up the most though, is that we were together for a year after that. She still said divorce wasn't an option. We still talked about getting married after. Yeah. And she wanted so to believe like it my, and she wanted yeah. to believe it. And so uh, we'll come back to my question, but let me ask you, what did you do the second time at, you know, 20 months in, what did you do that drove her away or at two years in, what did you do? KC has a question. You had, you had yeah. mentioned that after the first indiscretion, there was like eight months that passed and then you did something else. And so we're just wondering what was that second thing that happened? Yeah. So she has two kids. I have one son. Um, we live, I know this is going to be absolutely crazy. We live 25 hours apart. Mm -hmm. um, I was flying to her every single week to spend time with her. And then I'd be with my week, my son for a week. Then I'd fly to her for a week and so on. Anyway, so for the summers, we would have our kids for a while. So we'd spend six weeks together with all the kids in my house where I live. And so honestly, we had just been together for five and a half weeks with in a small house with three kids, two dogs and us. And um, I just kind of lost it, to be honest. I just got angry and lashed out for no reason. And it was entirely on me. Um, and I kicked her out. Um and yeah, and and that was that, uh, and so that was that was what happened. And so then that was what led to the eventual, or that was a, a piece in the eventual degeneration of the relationship and her walking away, right? No, so well, yes and no. So she left. Um, we didn't talk for a week or two. I realized that I made a big mistake, and so I flew out and I surprised her. 
Um, and we worked, we talked through it, we worked things out, and we were together for another four months after that. And that was the best four months of our entire relationship, hands down, by far, like not even close. So well, I thought we had turned a corner and everything was good. Well, it was the best four months for you, but obviously it wasn't for her because even if she was experiencing something on the surface, deep down there had to have been inner turmoil. Otherwise, how would sure. if she walked away at some point, she had already been thinking about it and feeling uh, distancing or anger or something towards you. It's not like she woke up the day she walked away and said, I'm walking away today out of the blue. Struck by lightning. No, she had already been thinking about it. So while on the surface, she was presenting this. Clearly, she had turmoil inside. And she may have been really wanting to believe divorce is not an option. Or maybe she was just saying the same things that you guys had always said while she was struggling inside. What the hell am I going to do? But clearly, those weren't the four best months of the relationship for her because she had the inner turmoil that eventually led to her walking away. Back to my question. What was it at the one-year mark that was, I was starting to question things and above all else, why? And stay with us. We will be right back with Bert. I've been doing some real healing work in my life and I mean hardcore, but I've been craving something new to level up. A friend of mine told me about this badass counselor. I gotta admit, I rolled my eyes. Then I watched a few of his videos and yes, this is the guy. I went and got his audiobook, Badass Wisdom. Holy shit. Absolute ass-kicking, inspiring, deep, powerful shit, period. If you don't get this book, you're making a huge mistake. So do you got the guts to go big with your self-care? Go to badasscounseling.com, get the book Badass Wisdom now. This show provides soul counseling intended to entertain and inform and is not medical advice. Now, back to the badass. Back to my question. What was it at the one-year mark that was, I was starting to question things and above all else, why? Because we lived 25 hours apart and I was traveling every single week and to what see were her. You I was spending feeling? a ton of money. And what were you feeling? I didn't know. I was questioning whether the relationship was worth the amount of time and money that I was in, uh, investing into it. What were you feeling that caused you to start questioning the relationship. Give me a feeling word. Mad, sad, bad, glad, frustrated, excited, exuberant, peace, uh, melancholy, blue, uh, rage-filled. What? Tired. Tired. I was feeling tired. Okay. And as a result, you're questioning the relationship because I don't want to feel tired anymore. And when you're feeling tired, then, um, but it wasn't, that was a year in, and that's when, uh, you had the incident. Um, that's when you reached out to this other woman. Is that correct? She reached out to me, but doesn't matter. She reached out to you. Fair. Um, and it felt good and it felt nice and it was probably easier. She's local. And she's local. Uh, something to be said for that. I'll ask you again and you can give what same answer or a different answer. What was the most painful part about losing this relationship and losing this woman? What really for you personally is the most painful part? That I'm not sure that I'll ever find somebody with that same connection again. Fair enough. That's a reasonable fear. I totally get that. And I'm here to tell you, if you do the work on yourself, you will. You'll find even more powerful emotional connection. Casey, you giggled a little bit. What's the giggle? I giggled because, you know, at your age... That's what we believe. We believe that that thing that we felt that is so overwhelming is going to be 
you know, the end of our, our love life, but it's not. You're going to find somebody that suits you even better and that you feel a stronger connection with because through this experience, you're going to learn about yourself, you know, and hopefully you're, you're going to take those lessons and, and explore what's going on inside of you that made you do the things that you did and the next relationship is going to be better. And uh, she's absolutely right. And that is part of being young and, and believing that and so forth. And But it's a fear that for many people persists even in 40s, 50s, whatever. I, I want to get back to the nub of the problem, though. You admitted that you were manipulative and emotionally abusive. So forgive me for asking the obvious question, but why? Why were you manipulative and emotionally abusive to someone you claimed to love? I didn't know at the time. I didn't realize it. You, you didn't know that you were hurting her? I knew I was hurting her, but I didn't understand. I didn't understand. She would tell me that I didn't make her feel safe and that I didn't get that. Like it just didn't register with me. Like I was like, what do you mean? Like I protect our house. I provide, I do all these things that are like quote unquote safe. Right. And in the physical sense, and I just didn't really understand what it meant. When did you understand what it meant? What precisely caused you to understand? Oh, when I shut down or when I, uh, you know, invalidate her feelings, that it's an invalidation of feelings and that that hurts. When did you understand that? What caused that? Uh, after we split, I, it really fucked me up. And <laughs> Right, I just but been, why would that cause, why would a split cause you to realize, holy shit, when I say, well, your feelings don't make sense, that's not a good thing. What was it that caused you to all of a sudden see the light? I, cause she told me, she told me throughout our relationship, like you're doing these things. They're not, they're not right. This is not how you're supposed to handle these situations. You're not making me feel safe. You're not validating my feelings. And how did that feel when she would say those things? How, give me a feeling word. How did it feel when she would say, you're not doing this right. You're invalidating my feelings. This hurts. How would it feel? Bad. Bad. Either nothing or bad. Okay. Cause, Cause bad would imply then that you would then change your actions so that you wouldn't make her feel bad so that you wouldn't feel bad. Yeah. And I wanted to, I didn't know how, and I should have, I should have done what I'm doing now in terms of re listening to your podcast, reading your book, reading other books, listening to other podcasts. I should have done that work back then, mm -hmm. but I didn't because I thought she would stay around. And I always, I always fell back into this, this, uh, safety or this, this complacency, I should say this, this baseline of complacency where I'd be okay for a month and I would do what she needed me to do. And then I'd fall back to baseline of, of not being uh, what I should have. Been. Why would you fall back to baseline? Because I think if you're not, if it, if you haven't been through life experiences that cause you to have empathy and understand what empathy is and really know it and have built a habit of showing empathy to other people, I think it's a habit that you have to build. And for me, it's a habit I hadn't built. And I have to actively, when something comes up, I need to actively say, okay, this is how I want to act. I want to show empathy in this case. And I didn't do that. And so right, what was happening right, was right, I was falling back says, my bad habits. Which says, I, yeah, I have to want it and I have to persist in doing it. And I didn't do that, which says you didn't want it badly enough. It's true. Which implies it sort of implies that you kind of needed to get your ass kicked. I needed this. Don't get me wrong. 100% yeah, yeah, I needed this. Yeah, it's a blessing because it's forcing you to realize, holy shit, there are consequences. And I'm not dogging you for this, man. Dude, I went through it too. I get I it. I dog myself. No, and yeah. but the bottom line is, is you needed to lose something very precious to you before you realize, holy shit, I have the power to lose something very precious to me if I'm a fucking dick. And I was a fucking dick, all right? I get that. 
Um, but it's like, okay, so now I have to begin to learn new patterns of behavior. So just out of curiosity, above all else, why? Why do you think you ended up that way as so unaware of how your actions were affecting others, specifically the one you claimed to love? Because I think I had su- I've had such a good life to this point. Like through the self-discovery that I've done so far and the the self-work that I've been doing, mm-hmm. nothing really bad has happened to me. Like, but where did you learn life? to not be in tune to somebody else's feelings? Where did you learn to invalidate another human being's feelings? I don't know. If you were to speculate, I mean, I'm going to assume that your parents did not validate each other's feelings. You know what, honey? That's a really good point. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I'm assuming you did not see that behavior growing up. No. Right. No. What did you see? I don't really remember a lot from when I was young, to be completely honest. Okay. And, and, and but seeing it now, seeing it as an adult, like this is one thing, like this relationship has taught me so much. Like, and what I has it taught you about your childhood above all else? Well, it just taught me that I don't want my, my dad and my stepmom have a great relationship, but I don't like in their eyes, they're happy or they seem to be happy, but, but I don't want their relationship. Because, like, and the reason you don't want that relationship for yourself is what? Because I can see they don't validate each other's feelings. They don't have emotional maturity for each other or intelligence for each other. Okay. So then it's reasonable to assume, you know, damn well, where you got the invalidation of your lover's feelings and not being responsive and basically making it about you rather than being tuned into your lover. It's pretty obvious, right? You just said it yourself. And and what what messes it up too is, I I basically say okay well I wouldn't be upset about that or that's not a big deal and so I have a hard I had a hard time like being empathetic in those situations. And what do you think is going to be the biggest thing that'll cause you to be able to understand what someone else is feeling versus shit? If I don't feel it, it doesn't exist. If I don't think it, that's bullshit. What do you think is going to be the biggest thing moving forward, whether it's with a lover or with a good friend or with a coworker or with an employee? What do you think is going to be the most pivotal thing for you to be understanding of another person's feelings, even if you don't experience that yourself? Truly wanting to and actively trying to. Mm -hmm. Or like I said, I wanted to, but... Clearly I didn't, right? Clearly I didn't put in enough work and and now I do. I've I've had something now. I can mm-hmm. say I've had something now that has pushed me to a point where it has hurt me so bad that I know what you what it means to to have empathy for somebody. And let me ask you this then, final question. It's simply this. What's the biggest question or what's the remaining question that you have for me? How do I get over the regret of what I did to her and also the feeling of I've done all this work. I know for a fact, just like you both have said, that I'm going to have a good relationship going forward. I've done the work. I know I'm going to be, I'm going to do things right going forward. But it kicks my ass every day that I know I could do better with her. If we started over again today, I know the person I am today, knowing what I know today, that we would have an amazing relationship. So I have a ton of regret, a ton of guilt, and a ton of. I just feel shitty and knowing that that could be better. Right. I don't know how to get past that. Uh, right. Uh, a couple of things. It's good that you feel the regret. And just, and I know you're not going to want to hear this, but your healing, your real healing is just starting. Dude, you've been out of the relationship for two months. And I know you've probably done more than you've ever done in your life, but it's just beginning. And my listeners know that, that this is, this is it never ends. Uh, but if you're just two months out and still... Uh, longing for her, which is totally normal, totally natural, and feeling regret over how I fucked this thing up. Uh, the mere fact that you're, you know, still longing for her, which is totally normal, 
says that you haven't done even a fraction of the healing work. Because when you really heal, that means you're not still longing for someone that I'm healed, that it is in fact done. And you can't force that. So you want to know, how do I get over the regret? And how do I heal? You get over the regret by feeling the regret. You get over the regret and all your feelings for her and your longing to have her back, you start writing her some fucking letters that you don't send. I mean, if you want to send them, send them. They're not going to have an impact. She's done. I sent one already. Okay. And, but I won't what, do it again. and what was the impact? She actually responded. She reached out and to me. And what did she say? Um, basically just said, I got your letter and she congratulated me on a couple things. And what did she not say? <laughs> Nothing else. Didn't want to get back together. Didn't exactly. Miss she didn't say, okay, now I want to get back together. Okay. So you can send them or not send them. Bottom line is you have so much feeling inside of her. You have love, you have loss, you have longing, you have guilt, plus your own uh, sense of lack of worth that somebody rejected you and walked away from you. And it's all like, oh, fuck. All of that stuff has to be coming out. All of your feelings towards her. You need to be doing all the things that make you remember her, that make you feel her. Go to your favorite restaurant that you used to go to. Yes, you were 25 hours away, but when she was back at your place, you would go to your favorite walk or your favorite things, do watch your favorite movie, listen to her favorite songs. You need to bring up all those feelings and be flushing them out in your journaling, in your writing letters to her, all those feelings. You need to bring them up and keep flushing them and flushing them. You wanna know why? Because eventually we get tired of holding on and our grip just opens but you're holding on right now. You're still wishing you could have her back. There's nothing wrong with that. That's normal. But that won't go away by you just trying to make yourself busy or get on with life and you got to let go and shit like that. The feelings are still going to be in you. So either you get them out of you or you leave them in you. But feelings left in you, they fuck you up later. So you have a lot of feelings that you need to get out, not to mention the feelings of, of that where your real healing though is has nothing to do with her your real healing is going back into that very childhood that you weren't even conscious of how bad it was until just two months ago when she walked away from you and you realize, oh, fuck, I've been doing this shit. Oh, it comes from back there. Oh, I don't want their fucking relationship because they don't validate feelings. And that's just one fucking thing. I guarantee there is more fucking pain inside of you from back there because if they didn't validate feelings, that means in all likelihood you kept your feelings locked down your entire life, except maybe if you were mad or wanted more, or you were sad or something, but probably you have a whole lot of locked down feelings, which is causing you to hurt the people around you. So if you really want to solve it long-term, particularly your next relationship, that's what has to be solved. Otherwise, you're just carrying the same shit from that childhood that you brought into this relationship with the girl that you just lost you're going to be carrying that exact same shit in your next relationship. It doesn't matter if you healed over this last girl. You haven't healed from the original problem. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. That's what the book is for. And you need to be doing those exercises and doing them in writing and good man and going deeper and going deeper and deeper because that's where the healing is. You have been great, Bert. I really appreciate it. It's hard to admit when we've fucked up. It's hard to admit, you know, as a guy, especially when we've hurt someone we love, it took immense courage. Um, and I'm grateful for you being on the show. Thank you so much, Bert. I'm grateful for you having me. Thanks, son. Very kind of you. And to all of you listening, I, I know we're grateful for Bert and his opening up and revealing some of his warts and, and all. And uh, I, I respect that. To all of you tuning in around the world, thank you so much for tuning in to the Badass Counseling Show. Have a kick-ass day. The Badass Counseling Show is strictly copyrighted. No copies may be made without the express written consent of the Badass Counseling Show, LLC. The Badass Counseling Show is produced by Karen Camparelli and Robert H. Friedman. Executive producer, Sven Erlinson. Original music by two-time Emmy Award-winning composer, Trevor Morris. Have a kick-ass day. Hey.